Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let's talk about celebrity brands because there's a fuck ton of them, right? But most importantly, if you want to found your own brand, you can use celebrity brands as research and the scrutiny associated with them as research for a brand that you would want to found in the future. Here's what I mean. When a celebrity launches a brand, it receives a lot more reviews, a lot more perspectives, a lot more, for lack of a a better term, scrutiny than any other brand. Because there's a famous name and a famous face associated with it. And there's just a lot more opinion circling around. If you were founding a brand, you can use that to your own advantage. Because you can take some of that those reviews, whether it be from somebody that you would think is the target audience of that celebrity brand or not, and use it as market research um, when founding, you know, a cosmetics line or a clothing collection or um, a journal kit or a homeware collection, whatever it is that you genuinely think would fill the market void and or would be an extension of your personal brand. You can use celebrity brand examples in your vertical and in other verticals as well as kind of like research for your own business that you want to create. Um, Before I get into some examples, I want to put in a disclaimer that just because somebody somebody is famous and well-known, it does not mean that they know what they're doing. Let me say that again. Just because somebody is famous or well-known, it does not mean that they know what they're doing in the sphere of business. Plot twist, none of us do. (laughs) No one knows what they're doing. In this entire game of life, no one knows what they're doing. So relieve some of that pressure off of yourself when you see a celebrity brand in the same vertical that you want to create. And instead of thinking, oh, well, either it's there, it's going to be so much better because it's a celebrity brand and I'll, I'm never going to be as successful. Don't think of it like that. Think of things as, okay, great. I can get some research because I want to create something similar. And also, they're a person just like me. They're learning things. They have a team of people that are there to contribute expertise on uh, on certain things that may be blind spots for the celebrity. And the celebrity is often used more so as like the face of something, not always actually deeply inside the brand building process. So relieve some of the pressure off yourself because at the end of the, end of the day, none of us know what we're doing. <laughs> so I think it's really interesting to see this 
very large rise in celebrity and public figure brands. It's as if like all of them, all of their teams were like, you need to create a brand around something, which I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think everyone needs to found a traditional brand. Um, Does it like maybe help with press and image and stuff like that? Yeah, but it can also crash and burn if it makes no sense to you or doesn't fill a market void, right? So I think it's very interesting how many celebrity brands we have. And also, I was mentioning this to a friend the other day, that when I was younger, like in middle school or something, it was like very common to walk around with like school supplies that had celebrities faces plastered onto them. It was very common to wear a t-shirt with Taylor Swift's face on it. No problem. Like now that would definitely be, I mean, weird unless it was a piece of like band merch or concert merch or something like that. Like you wouldn't go to a Walmart and buy a t-shirt with Taylor Swift's face on it for shits and giggles and like wear it around. Um, but back then we did, um, myself personally, I had school supplies with Hillary Duff's face on it everywhere. I think I even had a backpack with her face on it at some point. Um, and it was like completely and totally acceptable and definitely something that was very common for celebrities to do is essentially license their likeness to a company and get their face plastered on binders and notebooks and backpacks and t-shirts and everything right so if we see we still see that today I would argue it's not maybe to the same level as it used to be uh before but you definitely still see um celebrities licensing their likeness to brands I would argue it's like maybe older celebrities like we just saw that with Ozzy Osbourne who licensed um his likeness to a brand owned by Makeup Revolution called Rock and Roll Beauty to essentially create a makeup collection like inspired by him. Plot twist, it's trash. But <laughs> that's an example of something. Or like Mac used to do this also with celebrities as well um, and create like limited collections with using their likenesses. Because uh, I'd argue the celebrity was probably minimally involved in actually formulating the product and whatnot. Um, so we saw that. And then in the YouTuber era, that's when people like really started, we had, you know, influencers and, and people of influence who were building community on social media through blogging, through YouTubing, I meant to say vlogging and I'm not entirely sure how YouTubing came out. But anyways, (laughs) they were building communities on social media and specifically in long form content. So like I said, blogs, vlogs, YouTube videos, stuff like that. And then a lot of them transitioned into founding brands that were in the same exact category as whatever it is their influence uh, and their personal brand was about in their blog, um, in their YouTube videos. So for example, there was a blogger called Cupcakes and Cashmere, Cashmere and Cupcakes. And she ended up extending, she was very much like had a, at the time, like kind of a specific style. And then it became very popularized. Um, 
she ended up creating like a home collection um, and I believe also a clothing collection because those were the things that people were interested in her blogging about. And same thing with YouTubers. You know, we saw... Jeffree Star, start Jeffree Star Cosmetics, Manny MUA, Lunar Beauty, um, you know, th- that kind of realm um, of creators also started brands, Jackie Ina with Forever Mood, all of that. And then that kind of drove us into where we are now, where like we still see a lot of creators that actually it would make sense for them to start a brand based on their niche and what it is that they're known for. But we also see a rise in other celebrities starting brands left and right, whether or not it makes sense for them. Um, And that's kind of where we're in now. We're, We're being like bombarded with beauty brands from celebrities because that's what's popular right now. And then like I guarantee you the next thing is going to be clothes. We're going to cycle back to that again. And like, it's going to be a ton of like clothing collections, maybe like the Jessica Simpsons, the baby fats, the Darion's, but like on steroids and maybe a little cuter. Um, (laughs) So there's a lot of things that you can do in founding a brand as a person of influence. And like I said earlier, you can use examples of how, other celebrities, um, public figures, people of influence, creators, how their brands, especially if they're very well known, are being reviewed on social media. Um, Let me give you a very recent example of something like this. Kourtney Kardashian launched Lemmy. Kourtney Kardashian obviously is a name that is very popular, very well known. Anything that she does will immediately make headlines. Um, generate a ton of reviews on social media and whatnot. And there were a lot of reviews for her brand, uh, polarizing reviews. There were people that were like, oh yeah, this is so cool. I love it. And then there were people that were like, this is trash and I hate it. And I, it's such a cash grab and I don't get it. And there were a lot of interesting reasons on both sides as to why. So if you're planning to launch a supplement brand or vitamins, and that's something that you're passionate about or you're already talking about, it makes sense. It's a natural extension of your personal brand, and it actually fills a market void. You can use some of those reviews that Kourtney Kardashian's Lemmy has received in order to creating a brand that maybe does a better job or borrows some of the things that Lemmy has done really well. So for example, if it were me giving you advice and you want to found a supplement brand, I would say that I don't personally think that Kourtney Kardashian's Lemmy necessarily fills a market void product-wise, but it definitely does packaging-wise because that shit is going to stand out on the shelves. And I think that was the point. Everything that they do as a family is for aesthetic purposes. They are being scrutinized and expected to be perfect so much so that that has become their purpose, right? Is culturally shifting taste and being tastemakers and deciding what is trendy, what is not, what is cool, what is bad, what is perfect, what's imperfect, right? Both in beauty standards and beyond. And so... Kourtney Kardashian founding Lemmy, do I necessarily think the supplement shit makes sense? Not really. Um, But the packaging is very interesting and it will definitely stand out on shelves. It will definitely be something cool that you can have on your counter or in your vanity. Like it's not something that you put in a cabinet. It's something that you keep out. Um, And so I do think that 
makes sense. Um, and so some of the people were commenting also about, let's say, marketing. And people were saying, oh my gosh, like the graphics are like so low effort on social media. Myself as a creative, I'm looking at those graphics and I'm like, that was made in Cinema 4D. I have literally seen people use multiple desktop computers to render different aspects of a 3D rendering, which is what it is. The, the graphics on lemmy's instagram page are not in made in photoshop i don't think i think they're 3d renderings and that's very difficult to do and so you know if people are looking at that and they're not understanding that this is high effort maybe that is something that you can use for yourself founding a supplement brand or any other brand actually and saying okay if we're going to do graphics on social media we're we need to either you know, if we're doing something complex, maybe make it an animation or a video so people get it or put in less effort into creating stuff that's not going to translate very well. So you can learn a lot of things from other, you know, people that have founded something that are in a place in society where they're getting a ton of scrutiny because that's going to be really great for you and your research process. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think that everyone needs a brand and I don't think that every celebrity I mean we're seeing this now okay we're seeing this with Brad Pitt and his brand Le Domaine which is like a wine infused skincare brand and then the interview he gave literally had no story attached to the brand it made no sense um, he was asked, why did you create a skincare brand? And he's like, oh, I just like skincare feels so nice and it's so cool. And like people were like, what's your skincare routine? And they, he says, oh, just like a little moisturizer and that's it. Okay, then why the fuck do we have like 10 products as part of this collection and they're all over, you know, a $200 price point? Confused. So, you know, if you are founding a brand as well the other thing to remember is when you're generating press what's the story you're telling are you talking about how this brand really serves the consumer and you're really discussing like how this is going to help somebody do you have an interesting relationship with the thing that you are creating is it something that you needed is it something that you have a lot of expertise in um you know what what is what is the story here? Because the story is a large part of what sells a brand, especially in a rather saturated market. I mean, it's the same thing that I tell any social media content creator that's like, oh, uh, I'm just going to give up because there's so many social media content creators. It's so saturated. Yeah, they're saturated with people that are not telling stories about themselves and connecting with an with a community. There's a ton of people amassing a following. And if that's what you want to do, yeah, it's saturated. But if you want to stand out, you tell a story. You connect with people. You give them an understanding of what it is that you can bring to their life and how you can impact them. And it's the same thing when creating a brand. So, like, they're literally intertwined. The way brands function and the way personal brands function should be exactly the same, minus the fact that you have obviously the human component in that you are already a person and you don't need to be humanized, so to say, unless you, you know, didn't grow a personality and then that's a problem. <laughs> but um, no, I'm just kidding. But, you know, that's essentially 
another thing to consider is like, what about the press, you know, that you're going to be generating? Are you, do you, are you going to want magazine features? Are you going to want, um, to have, you know, other people write about you? Do you want to go on podcasts um, as a person of influence who is essentially also probably going to be the face of the brand? What is your social presence going to look like? Are you just going to share a bunch of product shots? Or are you really going to try to like build a story here that people can connect with and feel like, you know, they really understand what this product is bringing into their lives. So there's a lot to consider here as well. And founding a brand may not be for everybody. Or if you're listening to this and you're like, this sounds amazing. Like, this is all, this is what I wanted to do. And like, I never thought of looking at celebrity brands for inspiration on this kind of stuff. Then great. Like, that could be amazing. For example, um, I predict... That Doja Cat's team will probably encourage her to start a makeup collection um, because she has been, she has been, oh, she has been eating and leaving no crumbs at Paris Fashion Week with her makeup. Um, And even just in general, like when she shows up on, on lives on TikTok or her own content, like she always has really cool makeup on. Do I think that her team is going to push her to start a makeup line? Yeah, but this is somebody who probably does not have a lot of information about formulation. So she's either going to need somebody to like round out that blind spot and help her really with formulating something um, and she can be more so the distribution channel in the phase or she can partner up with another company or she can license her likeness or she doesn't need to found a brand at all and she can simply be uh, an appreciative consumer because at the end of the day, the person who's creating these looks on her is a makeup artist. So maybe the fucking makeup artist should found their own brand. Kind of like what we saw with KKW Beauty shutting down. Mario, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, but Makeup by Mario, um, who is... Kim's makeup artist, he created Makeup by Mario. Um, And so that made a ton of sense. Like Kim having her own makeup brand, mm, maybe like, okay, I mean, I I guess, but why when like Mario is the makeup artist and that's why we're all here and interested in Kim's makeup? So that could be a strategy that could be smart as well. And having Doja Cat's makeup artist launch their own brand and use Doja in some of the marketing if if that's something that they're okay with. So just because you're passionate about something, just because you are interested in something, you don't always need to like turn it into a brand or a business. Um, I think I've said this before, like creatives tend to think that every idea is a winner and every idea needs to generate profit. And like sometimes you can be simply a consumer and like appreciator, (laughs) that's a word, of something and not necessarily contribute a business idea into that. Or you can be an investor um, like Glamzilla and Olivia Ponton are of nude sticks, you know, two people who use the brand very frequently and were already organically featuring that brand in their videos. And then the company was like, well, do you want to invest? And they were like, fuck yeah. Um, Maybe I'm not ready to found my own brand right now, or maybe I don't want to. Like Olivia Ponton, I don't really see the point of her having a makeup brand. So her investing into nude sticks 
um, does make a lot more sense. So there's a lot of different ways that you can also participate in businesses without having to found your own brand. But if you are planning to do so, um, definitely use celebrity brands as an example. And there's already a lot of the work done for you and in people reviewing that stuff organically and sharing their opinions on the internet. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.